What the beep? Uh, I didn't realize you were counting it down there. I didn't see that there at all. Okay. <laughs> what the beep just happened? <laughs> guys this is what the beep and i am beep you are beep and you had to clap on your intro do you always clap not always is that just an impromptu thing yeah i just feeling it just feeling the today feeling the clap and if you can't tell from that lovely voice we have gooch with us today i am with us today i'm with you well actually tonight it's midnight and 14 minutes now so i'm a little cuckoo tired but what better time to make a podcast than when you're cuckoo tired yeah you got the sleepy ha-has the sleepy (laughs) ha-has so well i was thinking about all the podcasts i've done lately and i didn't even mention that we got engaged yeah tell the people i didn't tell the people well we told them on your podcast but i don't know if my people follow your people you know talk to your people yeah your people talk to my people so we gotta fill them in so anyway yeah ryan and i got engaged about two weeks ago yeah about that Yeah. yeah that was fun we went over to the horsies Mm-hmm. Where that's my that's my that's my go-to. Yeah, <laughs> that's Ryan's move on the chicks is no. uh, taking them down to see the horses. Yeah, but no, I have these beautiful horses that uh, my uncle has that are across the street from me, and Brianna and I have a special spot down behind my grandpa's pond where we can see the whole field and see the horses, and we just chill out there, meditate, do stuff, and. You know, uh, it's just a spot we've been to, and um, we hold dear and near to our hearts. But um, that was where he proposed to me, and uh, it was really special. And so I had to fill you in on that big... Big news, big like news. what the beep? What the beep, yep. And, uh, now, that we, now that we've got uh, the business affairs taken care of, we can get into what we really want to talk about. Oh, Yeah. Which was? Well, what first? Well, no, you got some. I, I got a whole list. I made up some list, stuff. I was just so. kind of trying to prepare. I don't know. My mind's still stuck on the documentary we just watched. Well, you want to cover that? Ryan's really eager to talk about this documentary. Yeah. Crazy documentary called the called the pharmacist. On Netflix. Well, first of all, there's two crazy documentaries. One is Don't F with Cats, and the other one is The Pharmacist. And I'm telling you, there's these people are like heroes. Well, which one would you? Real life people. Um, well, we won't go into too much with Don't yeah. F with Cats. Yeah. That but, one. But definitely watch that one. That one's a good one. But the one we recently watched is The Pharmacist. And so why don't you, why don't you tell us about that, Ryan? <laughs> okay, I will bring Tell up. us about that. Tell us, in, us and the listeners and me and Mr. Brown. And <laughs> go ahead. The Pharmacist was a really, well, it was a really gut-wrenching story. It was really tough to watch, but... Also very inspiring and very uh, interesting. It all starts with this guy, Dan Snyder. He is a pharmacist. He's got a, <laughs> he's got a Louisiana accent. From New Orleans. Yeah, he's from New Orleans and uh, the Houdat Nation. And uh, it's really crazy because, unfortunately, 
you see right I mean even from reading the synopsis you know that he loses his son um his son was addicted to crack cocaine in the 90s and for those of you who don't know there was a big crack epidemic in the 80s and 90s and he was killed on a drug buy he was he was buying drugs and so as a pharmacist um this guy Dan really connected with uh the fact that his son was addicted to something he you know he had an addiction and so as he understood what that meant kind of like he understood how drugs worked so he was he understood uh, that it was a a very physical thing disease yeah yeah as well as i mean there there is a process to that but once you're you're on that so anyway substance so he he got that dan snyder is on the case you got all these like this is like 2000 maybe 2001 or like it's the 90s the whole thing was like from the 90s and it swept through like the early 2000s but it was crazy because he was like calling the cops and trying to get their help they wouldn't help and they just were like you know he's another junkie that got killed on a drug buy whatever they right they wouldn't help him find the killer just really they didn't put a lot of effort in yeah and so he just takes he becomes like a private investigator himself pretty much and just starts doing all these crazy things to look into it. It's wild. And like that alone would have been a crazy movie or a crazy documentary, but it moves from him and the first year and a half to, uh, we won't tell you how or why or anything like that, but they end up finding out who killed his son and what happens. We won't tell you what happens to the guy, but it's crazy. And Dan has a big, big part to play in finding the killer. And it just goes to show that, like, persistence and, uh, you know, being educated and being uh, passionate about, you know, something like that can really go a long way. You can, you can, it it was inspiring. You can make a big difference. You can make a big difference. The thing that really stood out to me about Dan Schneider, so it, again, not giving away too much, but... It's a, a four-episode, four-segment series, and it goes from that piece of him finding the killer to um, also yeah. going into... Um, the Oxycontin and heroin so epidemic. It, right. It went from, for those of you who don't know, after crack, it went into uh, the Oxycontin thing of, like, that was a huge um, drug of the time. Yeah. That that was the next epidemic, and being a pharmacist, he picked up on that because he saw how many prescriptions were being filled. Yeah, um, and he would see a lot this. of young people who reminded him of his son coming in and filling these oxycontin prescriptions. So then he finds out that there's this doctor in town who's seeing people from like you know ten at night to like three in the morning, and all. Well, don't these, give away too much. I know, but I'm just <laughs> I'll try not to give away too much. But you should watch this documentary, The it's, Pharmacist. Right, Netflix. I mean. Even with the information we've given you, there's much, much more to see. Fascinating. Lots of twists and turns. It's very, very good. But I was going to say, the thing that stood out to me about Dan Schneider, bouncing off what you said, Ryan, is that he was told so many times that he should just give up. You know, you're not, you shouldn't be involved in this. Like, leave this to the professionals who, in many situations, were corrupt or just didn't really care. And he just was really passionate about genuinely helping people, um, not just, you know, finding his son's killer, but just 
helping people in general and he just would not give up this dude would not stop and i had to admire his tenacity (laughs) he was also he's just a character like he's funny um and not not that he means to be funny, but like I thought he was funny, didn't you? Like just the yeah. way he, would, hey, how you doing? I'm Dan Schneider. I'm calling. <laughs> you know, he would make these calls to these people. He's very the sincere very, too. Very genuine. Very, very sincere. Very likable person. And uh, just it's inspiring. At the end of the day, I found it inspiring. You know, I found that. To know that there's still people like him in the world, it was inspiring to me. And encouraging, yeah. Yeah, because, like, there's so many crappy people and so much stuff in the news. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of bad news. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of, of, like, people who just don't care. They're just, like, stuck in their own lives. I mean, how many people get abducted? We, We were watching a Dateline thing. And some girl got abducted, and you saw her dad. He was just standing there, devastated. But yeah. not Dan Snyder. He was like on the case. He's just like, I'm not resting until. Yeah, I hope I hope I'm like that guy. You know, that's how I want to be about my life. Like, I'm just not gonna give up. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the gangster who doesn't <laughs> stop. <laughs> the, the OG. Yep, exactly. All right. So, what else is on your list? What do you have to ask okay. me? Okay. What I have to ask you. Well, one of one of my ideas um, that I had for the podcast, as I think about ideas, is um, something I used to do uh, with friends. Is we would like look up questions. I don't know if you guys have ever played the game Questions, where you just look up questions online. I don't think that's a game. It is a game. I think you just made that up. (laughs) No, it is. I think you just like, hey guys, we're gonna play a game. It's called Questions. I'm gonna uh, analyze you. I'm just gonna ask you questions. (laughs) No, I swear it is. But anyway, there's 800 random questions I found online. And I just thought some of them would be actually great for just discussion things. Um, Depending on who you ask, depending on how it goes, could be really interesting. So let's just take a random question. That was my thought process. All right. We'll do one per episode was my thought. Okay. But you can't be on every episode, so I'm well, sorry. I know that. You're going to miss out on some. I know. All right, here we go. And the question is... Drum roll, please. Are you a hat person? Am I a hat person? Mm-hmm. That's your question. That's what the question came out to be. What is that, like a question randomizer? Sort of, yeah. I just, well, I just went down the list and just. I am absolutely like a hat I, person. I'm absolutely a hat person. Okay. And I think you know that. Um, I like my beanies in the yeah. winter. I got like you know a look. I got going on with my beanies. In the summertime, I love to wear my fitted hats. I got like Sixers, Phillies, Eagles, that type of stuff. Um, and then of course when I'm on stage, I like to wear like. A fedora, or I don't know what you call them, but like a little, little, uh, new, I call them newsy boy hats. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Newsy boy hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, get your papers over here. <laughs> we got papers for sale. <laughs> back in the twenties, back in the twenties or thirties. I know exactly what you're talking about. Stand on the corner. You are definitely a hat person. Yeah. Um, are you? I don't think I have a I, mean, I sometimes. I don't know. Okay, am I a hat person? Great question, self. Um, <laughs> Great question, Brianna. So original. This is yeah. This is what goes on in my brain. 
Um, I guess it depends on what hat. I like beanies a lot. I can definitely rock a beanie. Um, but I don't really think I look good in other hats. Um, I remember I tried to hop on the fedora trend in like ninth grade for me. And I think everyone tries that at some point. Like I could not. It was. It looked very unflattering on me. So, and then I think after that, I like didn't take me long to realize like this isn't looking that great. And I kind of failed I, on I hats. Like, I like your hat. The the hat you got to wear at like the shows. I did recently get like, like a, a sort Nets, of long brimmed. Like... Yeah, uh, I don't even know how what you would call it. Kind of like. Eh, it's yeah, like, like, like it's like a bigger. It's like a longer brimmed kind of fedora ish, but it's more. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a stylish hat. It's just a it stylish. Is. It's just a stylish hat. That's all. You know, just stylish. Hat. Yeah, it's just a stylish hat. It's Look, whatever. If you Google stylish hat, bam. You're going to find it. Yeah. You know, she's got a stylish <laughs> hats, whatever. I remember I had a, a guy I was dating uh, years ago back when I was in high school. And there was, we, this was torture. Our computer used to be in the main area of our uh, home. And it was, would do that slideshow thing where it would like flip okay, through, right. but it was all of our pictures. Oh, no. And I had some, obviously some middle school pictures that were really awkward. And I remember one came, he was like standing for the computer and I was just like, oh geez, like what's going to come up? Oh, oh geez. Oh geez. And, uh, it was a picture of me wearing a baseball cap, and I was like, really? I was heavier set. It was like, it was during my worst years. In eighth grade, like, I had a really awkward phase from, like, late sixth grade, maybe seventh grade uh, to... You're not awkward anymore. Oh, no, I'm not at all. It's totally not awkward. Not at all. <laughs> to, like, ninth grade. And then tenth grade, I came out and I blossomed. I was obviously speaking physically. <laughs> it's this big. So, anyway... Um, yeah, I was a little heavier set, definitely not looking that great, and I was wearing this baseball cap, and all he said was, uh, ooh, you do not look good in hats. Oh. It made me feel so bad. I was like, what a jerk. What a jerk. (laughs) Bye-bye. Am I a hat person? Uh, not according to him. Not a hat person. Well, glad, <laughs> glad we figured that out. You figured that out in an early at an early age. Thanks for that unsolicited uh, advice. Yeah. All right, so that's our question for tonight. Uh-huh. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on with us is um, dreams. Right now, uh, I've been having a lot of weird dreams lately, and. I'm a psychology major, so obviously that fascinates me. What are you shaking your head over there for? I was listening to you. You look like, why are you dancing to me talking? I'm just, I'm just bopping my head. I'm not dancing. It looks like you're dancing. Because you got like a beat and a rhythm to your cadence when you talk. I'm a psychology major, so like da 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 da. I'm just laughing. So, what, you've been having all kinds of dreams lately, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, why? tell us. What is happening in your dreams? What's happening? How does that make you feel? Yeah, how does that make you feel? Here, come sit on the Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, just... I think, who isn't fascinated in dreams? Obviously, it's... Why do I use the word obviously so much? I don't know. Obviously, you like that word. Obviously, I like that word. I think you use it just as a filler word. Mm, um, obviously, obviously, it's true, yeah. But I, dreams, think, I think I do, uh, mine is, uh, you know. 
you know. And you know, this, that, thing, the other thing, you know, this is going to happen. So you know is better than obviously because obviously has kind of a conceited or... It does sound a little pretentious. It does. I'm not, I don't mean that in a pre- I'm so sorry, everyone. Obviously, I don't mean it that way. Obviously, I don't mean... Obviously, everyone thinks about dreams. Yeah. Obviously. But the funny thing about dreams mm-hmm. is, well, for me, for some reason, like if I wake up in the morning and then I fall back asleep for only like half hour, 20 minutes, or like even an hour or something like that, that's when I have my most vivid dreams for some reason. I don't really know why. It probably has to do with, I've studied a, a little bit about sleep states. And I think that when you're in uh, a lighter sleep state, not like deep REM, you tend to dream more. That's interesting because, like I told you, I got the OM tattoo, mm-hmm. which has four parts to it. And it stands for the four parts of consciousness. Consciousness which are fully asleep, REM sleep, then when you're kind of in that lighter sleep that you're talking about. Yeah, I believe that's when dreams tend to happen almost, the most. Almost like when... That you that, remember. Yeah, like when... I'm sure you've had this happen where maybe somebody will say something and then it's, it happens in your dream. Like mm-hmm. if somebody's with you. Yep, I've had you that experience. Dream about it. And so you're kind of like conscious a little bit, but you're still dreaming. It's a strange place to be that's a cool place to be then there is the next stage would be waking like when you're just waking up you're just everything you're kind of like starting to look around coming you're not, to you're coming to a little bit and then there's full like awake consciousness hmm. so i find that interesting that there would be four states of like consciousness from REM sleep to fully awake it is interesting Obviously. Obviously, very interesting. Obviously, I wonder who developed that concept. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look into Maybe it. Maybe Freud. I know Freud did a lot of dream yeah. research. Yeah, and I mean, I know that Ohm goes back way, way back in a lot of religions, and it's it looks like Sanskrit, and it almost looks like it's uh, like almost looks Muslim or something. Like yeah, that. it does look like that kind of script. But. It's found in almost every religion, hmm. and it also is the root of Om, like in yoga, they do right. like Om, which also Amen or Amen. Right. Same thing. Interesting. It's like a man- mantra and like a way to, I mean, there's a whole, you know, thing behind it. There's yeah. There's a whole thing you can go read about it, the Om. I think it's... How do you spell that? I think it's... O-H-M. Okay. Yeah, I believe. But it's, uh, you know, you see a lot of people with it tattooed on them. And I don't know if they necessarily know what it means, but I got it tattooed on me. So I, I studied it a lot. And it's, uh, I just think it's a pretty cool looking symbol, but also has a lot of cool meaning behind it. That is a very cool meaning. And then also like Amen and Om and mm-hmm. the sound. And it stands for Primordial Vibration. Okay. So I like to think of it as like the beginning of the Big Bang or like whatever music is. Sometimes, you know, now I'm really getting kind of crazy and deep into late night thoughts. But, yeah, go for it. But, go with the flow. Um, I often think about the fact that 
before anyone ever wrote notes, musical notes, mm-hmm. or played them, they were already there. They're already there. They right, are, of course, they're objective. They already exist. It's already there. You just have to tap into it with a whistle or your voice mm-hmm. or an instrument and vibration. It's just vibration. Right, and yes. they say the highest form of praise that you can give to God is to sing. Hmm. And so... I don't know. I just think there's a connection between all of it. I haven't quite figured it out yet. (laughs) But uh, I just think there's a connection between vibration and, uh, you know, creation. Hmm. And uh, that's very interesting. Singing. Why is singing the highest form of praise to to God? You know, is to sing. That's why we sing uh, hymns in church. Right. You know, to give praise. I think about in the Bible how many times um, that uh, people would just not break in a song, but just express themselves through song. Like you think about Miriam was one who did that. Hannah did that. Um, I'm trying to think about. I know there's others. I just don't want to speak out of turn. But there are many who would just have. I think Mary, son of. Jesus was one. And it was just interesting that they expressed themselves that way. So you make a great point that um, that was, and David was definitely one who was a musician. Um, so yeah, why think, is that something that is, why is music, why is vibration something uh, that's so powerful, so emotional to us and why is it something that we use for praise um that's very interesting i don't yeah, know there's like some sort of connectivity to it all and uh yeah i don't know yeah. i went off a little tangent there but well that's okay that's um because okay, that's a, sometimes it's just like what the beep yeah you know what the beep we don't it's that i always say this is um where we talk about whatever the beep we want to so um well i want to finish up with dreams before we wrap it up so what I was going to say is uh, I was just thinking about dream symbols. There's some recurring, you can have recurring dreams. And there's some common symbols they say in dreams. Like um, your teeth falling out. Like your teeth like falling out, right? Which is supposed to be about you worrying about your appearance or about change. Uh, dreaming about death is not necessarily that you're dreaming about death, but about a dramatic change in your life. So, um, just, just interesting things about that. But, um, can you think of one dream that was like the most interesting dream you've ever had or like one that stands out in your mind? Yeah. I wrote a song about it. Um, I think you can find it on, on iTunes. It was with my original band, 61 North. Okay. And it was, I may have told you about it before, but it was a song, it's a song called Jimmy is Gone. No, I don't think you did. I had this incredibly vivid dream that I was standing out in front of my high school trying to hitch a ride I hitch the ride, truck pulls up, hop in it's Jimi Hendrix Jimi Hendrix is driving this truck to pick you up to pick me up, so he picks me up and he starts telling me that like the music I'm doing is important and I need to keep at it and that's gonna save the world and like it's got you know all these big things for my music are planned and I need to like keep going forward it was such a vivid dream it was crazy so then he drops me off on my on my road not in front of my house he drops me off on my road so I get out 
thank him and start walking down the road and I'm super excited but for some reason all of a sudden it's late at night it's like super late okay like it was daytime when he picked me up but now it's late at night and the moon is in the sky and it's super bright and I'm walking down towards my house and I look up at the moon and the moon explodes like there's a like nu- like a nuclear this is a very trippy dream it is. so there's like a nuclear like a nuclear bomb went off like the big mushroom cloud on the moon right and all i could think and then i woke up and all i could think and it was terrifying like the way the moon blew up it was absolutely like imagine if you were looking up at the moon at night and all of a sudden you saw a nuclear explosion on the moon and so you have this revelation that like Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who else is anyone else seeing this right now? Because everyone else is probably asleep in their house. But I'm seeing this thing happen on the moon. That is, it, it was like how 9/11 looked. How 9/11 almost looked unreal. Like it could right. Like it was something from a movie. Right. It was, that's what this looked like, and it was, and so I couldn't help but think everything is about to change. Like, I don't know what's going to happen because, like, are fragments of the moon going to fall down into the earth? Are the oceans going to rise? Like, what? something bad's about to happen. I just felt like this, like, from very, very happy to straight doomsday. And I was like, something is about to happen. And I'm the only one that's looking at the moon right now. And no one else knows that this epic event is has just happened and we're all about to maybe die or something. And then I woke up. That's pretty crazy. That makes me think of like how I just said about death. Like if you dream about death, it's not necessarily death you're dreaming of, but like a dramatic change in your life. Yeah. Oh, did you have any like around that time period where any like tumultuous things happening? I mean, as far as I can remember, uh, it was just, you know, like we were trying to make music and trying to become a band. And So maybe it's the pressure um, of so that? Maybe it was the pressure of that or yeah, maybe it was just how I felt about like my legacy and writing music and becoming a songwriter and hmm. trying to get better at that but I don't really know but um, but I it definitely fueled me and, I, and then I wrote a song about it mm-hmm. and what's the name of the song? it's called Jimmy is Gone it's on iTunes Jimmy is Gone okay 61 the number 61 North right. 61 North like the highway is the band and then the song is Jimmy is Gone Jimmy is Gone and uh yeah, it's pretty, you know. The, I gotta fir- the first four lines are I had a conversation with a man inside my head. Can't believe all the things he said. He told me that music's the key. I said, well, open the door, interlock the teeth, and turn, push open to find much more. Oh, okay. That sounds really good. So. All right. I like that we have the story behind that, too. Yeah, feel free to check it out because I. I wrote, yeah, I wrote it all down, and then my bandmates were one day, and they were playing, like, some chords, and they like, you got anything written down for this? And I was like, I don't know, let me see. I had a conversation with the man inside, you know, I'm all stuffed up, but, you know, <laughs> no, I, just, you sound I, good. I started singing that, and I was just like, yeah, this works, you know, and we just yeah. it fell together. It's funny how that stuff kind of comes together. Yeah. I've woken up in the middle of the night and thought of song ideas thought of story ideas i was writing a book when i was in eighth grade and i wrote like a 900 page book because you know that's i was that kid and uh i remember waking up in the middle of the night one night and i was like i thought of the ending for my book (laughs) it's funny how that stuff works
your regular little Stephen King. I was, I was something. <laughs> but uh, it's another thing that's interesting about dreams is that I wonder what makes us dream because I've had periods that I've dreamt a lot, and then I've had other periods where I don't dream at all that I can recall. And uh, I've heard that eating chocolate before bed can make you dream. Have you ever heard that? No. Oh, I haven't. But I eat chocolate all the time. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Yeah. But I think it's, I heard that like the caffeine in chocolate, but I don't know. I, I have heard that eating a piece of chocolate before bed will make you dream. What about drinking four Mountain Dews? I don't know, but I eat that pretty much every night, so... That's not good. <laughs> Shut no up. wonder you have. Stop crazy... exposing my addictions. No wonder you have crazy dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, going to lead into a story, which was in like my first year of college, I was curious about that theory, so I kept a journal. I ate a piece of chocolate before bed every single night for like two or three weeks, and I kept a dream journal. And I do believe it actually did make me have more dreams. Well, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, if you want to have more dreams, I recommend you eat more chocolate. And I have no scientific evidence to back that up. So, <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to bid you adieu. I bid you adieu. So, stay tuned for more crazy questions and all that good stuff. What the beep? I don't even know what the beep we talked about tonight, but hope you all enjoyed it. (laughs) Peace out. Peace out.